Attention listeners, the MFAP podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. This week on the MFAB Podcast, we watch 2009's Drag Me to Hell. So hold on to your buttons and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) That's my fucking shit. Knock it off. Anyway. Do what I want. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Movies from A to B Podcast, better known as the MFAB Podcast. As always, I am Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thank you once again for joining us today. Um, well, we got a fucking doozy today. Before we go any further, Gavin, I fucking hate you for ma- picking this movie. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like it. I'm not telling you aspects. why. I'm, oh, I think I know why. There is one in particular, and we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay, okay. But I'm okay. Tell- there's one in particular, but I fucking hate <laughs> you. <laughs> So, uh, oh, you folks are in for a treat. Yeah. You're in for a treat today. Uh, a good treat, I must say. Uh, so it was Gavin's turn this week. This is a B episode. Um, B-side. Gavin, you want me to tell him what you picked? Well, I think they should know by now. But... Well, yeah, they should know by now. <laughs> uh, Gavin chose this time around 2009's Drag Me to Hell, directed by the great Sam Raimi, starring Sam Al... Allison Lohman, Justin Long, uh, Lorna Raver, Dalip Rao, eh, a couple Dalip. other like Dalip, Dalip, Dalip. I don't know, uh, and then a couple other big name. I won't say big name, but like faces you recognize. Oh yeah, definitely. David Paymer, Chelsea Ross, Ted Raimi. Yeah, Ted Raimi. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. But what do you mean? That's about it. Yeah. Well, no, we got I mean, a whole movie to go through, Aaron. Yeah, we got a whole movie to go through. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, what made you choose this? Besides, what it made being, me choose this movie? Besides it being Sam Raimi. Well, I mean, that's pretty much where it lands on. Is this was a a film that I think was comparable to you know three of my f- most favorite films. You know. Yeah ironically directed by the same director with uh, a very similar style and definitely uh more of a delve into the suspense aspect of it okay it might be because of the date it was made 2009 you know coming out what shit i want to say 95 to what 2005 so what 10 years 10 years after the last army darkness right 95 to 2009 is 15 years roughly around there this is 2009 but this was you know this is kind of a jumping off point from when uh you know or i guess uh a blast to the past because this was after the sam raimi had directed the you know the quick and the dead and okay uh, Spider-Man trilogy. This yep. was kind of uh, a trip back to like the horror genre for him, you know. Class, yeah, classic Raimi. Something yeah. I want to say. Yeah. And yeah. there's going to be a lot of that in this episode because <laughs> the nostalgia factor on this is fucking. Yeah. For being not a newer movie, quote unquote, but uh, a movie that is in that same style, it definitely has a good feel to it for me. But yeah. yeah. 
yeah that's why i chose this okay yeah and i don't want to say too much about it right here off the bat i'd rather save it for uh while we get into the meat of things mm-hmm. so uh let's uh jump into her shall we let's get see into here. that meat all right uh meat love- time. <laughs> starting off love the uh classic uh, old school universal logo i was wondering if I, I didn't want to say that because i have seen movies that have done that you know recently but yeah it was definitely like one of those where it's like okay yeah yeah that's yeah. what we're getting into yeah classic yeah and then uh we start in pasadena 1969 there's a little mexican kid he's hearing some voices his parents take him to a some sort of medium or type yeah chick. like a gypsy medium yep while well, uh he stole from a gypsy he's seen shit like hardcore yeah I love I love the shadows, the shadow people. Yes. Or shadow demons, I guess. So they go to get an exorcism from this uh, lady. What, what did they say her name? Shauna? Shauna Sandina or whatever? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Uh, I don't remember. During the ex- exorcism, I've written down ghost beat down. And try and yeah. <laughs> the invisible force absolutely fucks them up. All of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's that was brutal. That was pretty good, and uh, kind of a quick opening scene. But the uh, Mexican poor little Mexican kid uh, gets drug into hell. <laughs> get it? The the thing get I it? love about this whole open. Get it? Yes, yes, Dra- yes. Dra- we get it. Dra- he's got yeah, drug into yeah, hell. Get... <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Right off the top. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing I love about this is uh, this kid stole the necklace. And the parents were like, okay, we got to give this back. And the gypsy was like, no, <laughs> instead, I'm going to murder your child. Yeah. I got thousands of necklaces. Fuck you, people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what, who does that? Who's, oh, you stole from me? You're fucking dead. Literally. Yeah. That'll teach your you. Your soul is going to eternally burn. That'll teach him. It, yeah. it just seems a little harsh. I mean, maybe, you know. Have him give the necklace back and do some chores for a weekend or something. But no, nah. no, no. We're going to have him dragged to fucking hell. Nah, that's not how gypsies operate, baby. Apparently. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. Then we have our title card. Yeah, we got our title card. Yeah. Which was, uh, I wanted to point out, had a shit ton of fucking awesome fucking illustrations, like on the curse. I'm trying to remember it. It was very, uh, very Book of the Dead, like Evil Dead. Okay. Yep. Like they were showing like the curse happening in like through illustrations, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Now I remember. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's been about a oh. week since I watched this, so yeah. Yeah. You don't have to bring that up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember. I got good good memory. Okay. <laughs> so. So we meet our main character. Yes. After that, we meet our flash forward to present day. We meet our main character, Christine, uh, played by Allison Lohman. Uh, she's driving. She's going to work. She works at a bank. She's a loan officer, and she's gunning for that assistant manager job, baby. Yeah, I literally called her Christ the because that's all I wrote down the entire time. I mean, Christ. I didn't want to write down Christine the entire time, so I wrote down Christ pretty much. What yeah. did I call her? I, I uh, when we get there, I think I just kept writing she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Christ- it's, it's it's funny because uh, I I. I still don't know Justin Long's character's name. Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah. That, <laughs> Cause that, I kept that, just writing boyfriend or that BF. I remembered that was quick and easy. Yeah. Christine's 
too much to write. Yeah. So well, they said Christine like a million times, so I remembered that one. But when yeah. it came to his name, I was like, "What the fuck is it?" And yep. even later in the movie, I was like, "I should probably write Joe's name at some point," <laughs> but I never did. So uh, yeah, she's just a little montage of her at work, whatever. She goes to visit her boyfriend Clay. Oh, this is one thing in this movie that kind of was weird to me. Um, in that opening montage scene when she was like doing, you know, her daily shit. She stops and looks through the bakery window all hardcore. Yeah, she did. And that plays out later. I mean, we'll talk about it later, obviously, but okay, I'll bring it up later. Trust me. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know why this was such an important part of this film, but for some reason it was, but it was really like undertoned, huh. you know? Okay. Yeah. I vaguely remember it. So yeah, maybe I missed something there, but yeah, she goes to visit Clay, her boyfriend, Justin Long's character. Clay? Um, Clay's his name? Clay, yep. Okay. <laughs> I still didn't know it. <laughs> and you, you passed the fact that uh, Stu was a total douche. I haven't I have that after this. I have uh she wants to be the assistant manager and Stu is a fucking dick. Oh yeah, I have that written down. The Asian dude that's his name, Stu. I just wrote down Asian dude. He's a yeah, dick. His name is Stu. Because they said his name plenty of times. I re- remembered that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember him saying Clay in this entire movie. Oh, yeah. Stu's a dick, like big time <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, she yeah. goes to visit Clay. He's the youngest professor I've ever seen in my life. Well, yeah. Justin Long. I mean, he looks young no matter what. Yeah, he looks much. like 17 in every movie, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Fresh out of high school. Yep, and I didn't even write it down because I didn't think it was significant, but it is later. She gives him a coin. Yeah, because he's a huge fucking coin nerd. Yeah. Which he, is yep. fine. Nothing wrong with that. And he's like, yep, I'm going to put it in this little envelope. Cool. Awesome. And uh, then his mom calls, and his mom's a fucking cunt, too. Yeah, she's a straight biatch. Fucking. <laughs> the whole time she's just bashing on, like, Christine, some chick she's never even fucking met. Like, yep. It's like, oh, maybe you should stop playing around with little girls and, you know. Yeah. Fucking so. put yourself a real career-oriented woman and blah, blah, blah. Hey. She's going for that assistant manager job, okay? She's got goals. I mean, baby. that's something. She's yeah, moving forward. It is. That's good, right? Right. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. Her, the mom just seemed like a straight cunt from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Christine goes back to work and uh, she gets uh, met with a client here that's creepy. And then I had to write down gross and, <laughs> yes. and thieving old woman. See what I what I wrote down was dark, gnarly nails, and then how does she flick her bean like that? <laughs> Gross. If you want to think about that old lady, no, I don't. Because oh, <laughs> there that... it is. The image is in your head now. Yep. God damn just, it. Just really picture it. Go into detail. Mm, no, nope. we're gonna continue on here. So yeah, this is uh, Mrs. Ganoush. She's a Hungarian old gypsy Ganoush. lady. Um. She needs an extension on the loan for her house. But uh, Christine has been told, you got to make the tough decisions if you want that assistant manager yeah. job. And she says, I can't help you. Sorry. Even though she could give her the extension, she decides yeah. not to, yeah. which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Kind of a shitty, like, let's step on other people to get ahead type thing. But yeah. But uh, this whole time, she's kind of been that person of, you know, 
I'll do anything I can, you know, and at this point, the boss kind of told her, meh, sometimes you can't be that way. So she puts the hammer yeah. down, and uh, Ganoush just kind of begs her. I've written down she's a tough old broad because she tries to come at her. Yeah, she literally drops to her knees and fucking starts kissing her dress and is like, I am a proud woman, but this is the first time I've ever begged because I need something. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It uh, gets so bad that security has to haul her out. She, like, babbles something in another language at her quick. Um, Christine's just kind of like, what the fuck? She goes out to her car after work in this creepy, dark, dreary parking garage. And uh, I caught it right off the bat. You'll be proud to know. The Evil Dead car. (laughs) I knew it. It's the classic. Yeah. 88 Delta. Yep. I saw it, and I'm like, ah, I know that car. Uh, yeah, and then there's this eerie handkerchief that just comes floating through the parking garage. And well, then... that was the handkerchief she was like blowing her nose with. Yep. You, I mean, the at the end of uh, our last episode, Natural Treasure. Yep, that was our outro. Was yeah, uh, yeah snot covered handkerchief. <laughs> yeah, I kind of glossed over that. Yeah, while she's at her desk, she's uh, just being gross as shit. Yeah, she is one of the most disgusting old women I've ever seen. Taking out her teeth, sucking on all the candy that uh, okay. Christine had on the her nails, desk. man. Yeah, Ugh, it was gross. But uh, that's when I knew, nah. like, that I'm like, this is fucking classic Raimi shit right here. So yeah, back to the parking garage. This handkerchief comes floating by, and then out of nowhere, Mrs. Ganush attacks her. It was a nice reveal, I thought, because it was the handkerchief was like floating past, and you fucking it just pans to her sitting in the back of the fucking car. Yeah, good. Because Christine scared. got in her car, and fucking yeah, I, there's a lot of good scares in this movie. Yeah, I thought. Yep, and then a pretty awesome fight scene inside this car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which ends with uh, Christine basically kicking her out, but not before Mrs. Ganoush takes one of her buttons. Oh, dude, don't even... You're you're not going to pass the fucking seatbelt crash where fucking Ganoush smashes her teeth into the fucking dashboard mm-hmm. and then proceeds to gum, like, Christine's entire face with her fucking toothless maw. <laughs> I didn't write it anything was... down. I was kind of hoping you would elaborate a little more on that. So, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Like I said... Well, at, before that, she gets fucking staples in the eye because, you know, Christine's trying anything she can just to get this mm-hmm. old bag off her. And she's fucking grabs a stapler and starts fucking hitting her in the back of the <laughs> in the face. <laughs> fucking staples are bad eye closed. It was good. And then, the, was... oh, man, man, the gumming scene, though, where she just like he, she gets her entire chin inside her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> But it, it's it's the raminess. I'm gonna call that the raminess. Like yeah. you, you hear the the gushes and the sucking sounds, and yeah, it was very very well done. So, but yes, uh, she takes her button, and I'm just assuming curses her. Yeah, curses yeah. the button. Curses the button. Um, she takes a button, curses it, and gives it back to her. That's then, how it all works. Okay. We cut Ben to Christine and Clay. They're together after this whole incident. Um, she starts hearing some things as they're walking down the street. Um, and she wants to get her fortune read. Clay is very skeptical of this. Almost Did you notice the the dead cam? Elaborate. You remember Evil Dead? 
Yes. And Evil Dead 2 and Evil Army Darkness and the Deadite Camp, where they kind of showed the force of evil. Yes. Like traveling through the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That exact same shot. Almost, well, obviously not in the woods, but that exact same style was used for the shot where right before they go into the fortune teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember it. And they use this quite a bit, actually, through this movie. That's why it's very much a throwback to, you know, yeah, my favorite trilogy of all time. Okay. Um, Clay is skeptical of this, almost to the level of, uh, what the fuck, the dude from National Treasure, Riley, him just cracking them bad fucking jokes. <laughs> Horrible jokes. <laughs> Clay was doing that this whole time. As she goes into the shop, she sees this Indian yeah. for- fortune teller. He takes her back, starts reading her fortune, and shit starts happening around the shop. Blowing things, moving, whatever. Um, the fortune teller. He kind of sees that evil that's like surrounding her. Yep. Ram is his name. Ram Joss. Character's name. And yeah, he sees all this evil and he's basically like, yep, I'm out. Peace. Yeah. And just it's like above my fucking pay grade. Yep. You're gonna have to deal with this shit alone, bitch. Tells her that she has a dark spirit attached to her. Her dark spirit has her. So she goes home. She's just doing some housework and she's got a really cute kitty. Adorable little kitty. Very cat. ominous house shot. hmm I really like that. The I don't know, I, I don't know how you watch this movie. If you, you know, dim the lights, you know, do anything like that. Sadly. When I watch a horror movie, though, I always fucking, you know, turn the lights off and make sure. I only have one little reading light so I can take my notes, but. I think I watched it 2.30 in the afternoon with my windows open. (laughs) Oh, that's really, really diving into it, Aaron. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, she's got this little cute kitty, and you see a picture from her childhood. She was the pork queen. Pork queen fat. (laughs) She was fatty. She was, a and little... that's where that bakery came in. Yeah, in the beginning, when she she's was... walking around and stops and longingly looks at all the like you know, fried goods and fucking donuts and. She was a little tubby lumpkins back in the day. We <laughs> <laughs> <Be> fucking lumpkin. <laughs> um, but yeah, as she's working. She starts to hear some shit again. Uh, crazy wind going on in the house. The lights go out. Uh, we see these shadow people, like you mentioned from that opening scene. Very um, and, suspenseful. Yeah, and then they just, just builds and builds and builds until the shadow or whatever smacks the ever-loving shit out of her, right? Oh yeah, yeah. dude, yeah. But <clears throat> did you recognize some of those shots though? More particularly, Evil Dead shots, the skewed angles, a lot mm-hmm. of the like sudden pans clacking in front of the camera. You know? Yeah, like. It, it all felt familiar. It just reminded me. I wanted yeah. to save this for my end of my review, but I almost felt like this was like Evil Dead Four, just the way everything felt. Like I it, know, I know yeah. it wasn't that. I mean, uh, you know, not the Necronomicon or whatever, but it just had yeah. that same feel to it. It definitely did, and that's a lot because of you know, like I said, that the specific odd angles, the quick like zoom in shots the quick zoom out shots it's very very rainy-esque yes that's one of the things i absolutely loved about this movie that you know how it it got so underplayed is beyond me yeah it was great clay comes back he kind of suggests that they go up to his parents cabin for the weekend which i thought this was 
really going to go to the Evil Dead, and I thought they were going to go back to the Evil Dead cabin. <laughs> yeah, no. But, uh, no, the demon knocked her the fuck out, is yeah. what I wrote down. And yep. they bring a doctor in because she's... Clay is obviously like, who the fuck hit you, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's... The doctor pretty much tells her it's you know it's trauma from when that old lady attacked you. Yeah, which is kind of I mean I could see trauma, but getting knocked across the room into a fucking you know wall. Right. A little Somebody bit different did than trauma. Somebody did it. Yeah, something oh. did it. Yeah. So they go to sleep. Um, at this point, I had to write down what's up with the fucking fly. There'd been this goddamn fly buzzing around the whole fucking movie. And uh, while she's sleeping, it goes up her nose, and I was just, gross. Fucking in one nostril, out the other. Um, yeah, that was just, you know, heebie-jeebies. Is this where it goes in the mouth, too? I think it so, right? might have, because I have written down next, she wakes up to uh, Ganoush above her and just pukes bugs on her. Pukes maggots, <laughs> and the maggots go in her mouth Awesome practical. Yes. Awesome practical effects, and yeah, it's a good jump scare because it's not the slow pans, just like when she was in the car, where it just kind of slow pans over, and you see Ganoush there, and before you know the character sees Ganoush, yep, and then it's just like attack, and then vomit bugs in your mouth, <laughs> one of and, the ninety uh, fucking bug in the are vomiting in the mouth scenes, yeah, but she wakes up when this happens; it's just a dream, so none of that happened. She was dreaming it she goes to work the next day um has to give Stu Stu is still a dick the dick she got to give some training um she starts seeing more shit she sees uh ganusha's hand and she gets a a nosebleed which is kind of bad but uh (laughs) she first started uh puking blood and then she covered her mouth and it just like fire hose shot out of her nose like all over her boss it was i I thought it was fucking hilarious. That oh, was it's hilarious. Up. I thought this was still her dream. So I'm like, no fucking way is that going to happen and people are just going to be like, <laughs> huh, that's strange. No, I'd be running out of that goddamn bank, fucking getting the fuck out of that town if I saw some shit like that. Hell no. I'm just saying she had like Japanese amounts of blood inside her body. Yes. Because <laughs> that was like a pint to two and a half pints of blood that just shot out of her. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, but while this is going on, Stu the dick kind of steals her work because he's like, yeah, oh, everybody's looking over there. I can just take this shit, fucking asshole. So Christine leaves work. We see the Evil Dead car again. The Delta, is that what you said? The 88 Delta? Yep. Ah, I remember now. It's okay. The Delta 88 classic, yeah. She goes to Ganusha's house, meets her granddaughter, and kind of pleads to her that, hey, I need to see Mrs. Ganoush. I need, like, I have to see her. Uh, she gets to go inside. It's a gypsy party. This, uh, this is another scene where right before she goes in, the daughter or whatever is like, you used to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> straight up, I, I don't know what the obsession with is in this movie of about the whole, you know, used to be fat thing. Yeah. But it really plays out if you look for it. Okay. I guess I wasn't looking for it. I know they kind of kept well, neither bringing was it I. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's a later scene, yeah, where she's eating ice cream and fucking. Yeah, they really played hard. Whoever wrote the screenplay, I think, might have been a fat girl growing up. 
Well, that was Sam and Ivan Ramey, so... <laughs> Did they write the screenplay? Well, they they're they writers. I don't know about the screenplay. They're writers. Yeah. But I'll have to look, dig a little deeper. But yeah, she goes inside to a gypsy party and uh, doesn't realize it right away, but it's a gypsy funeral for... Yeah, it's celebration of life. For Mrs. Ganoush. She died. Aw. To add insult to injury, Christine knocks over her table that she's placed on and uh <laughs> just pulls the body on top of her by accident and again with the vomit in the mouth all of the bile and fucking yeah. whatever was inside her embalming fluid just shoots into her mouth oh just green gloppy gross Ugh, yeah see i th- i thought that was going to be your big thing was uh the amount of puke because i know you're not a huge fan of puke no i'm but, uh, yeah, i'm an emetophobe but yeah no the puke didn't bother me that much something else coming up did we're just about there okay so um one thing i loved about this scene though was uh after she falls over and gets a bunch of fucking bile gross green goo puke in her mouth like they try to pull the body off and the corpse is holding onto her hair and it like rips a chunk of her hair yeah. out yeah. It's like Ganoush, like, attacking from the grave. Yeah, I'm like, oh, she's not really fucking dead, is she? Cause she, she totally just ripped some hair off. But Yeah, like, I'm talking scalp. Straight yeah. to scalp fucking yeah. hair. It was brutal. So uh, Christine goes to see uh, Ram, the Indian dude. He tells her more about this curse. It's a... don't know if you want to elaborate a little more. It's called Lamia. And tells her that this button that she has was cursed with this... Uh, demon lamia yeah and he's basically saying in three days lamia will come and drag you into hell uh it's going to torture you until those three days pretty much that yeah pretty much the gist of it i mean that's the gist of it i mean pretty much uh you get cursed they take an item from you and then curse it give it back to you and that is your property from what i could tell Mm -hmm. and then it takes three days to manifest, which was illustrated very well in the very opening sequence where you see the illustrations of the demon doing everything that, you know, it can do before it eventually, you know, drags you to hell. <laughs> so uh, he's telling, tells her basically it's coming to take you to hell, but uh, you can get rid of this by having a small sacrifice can help. And I instantly thought, not the kitty. No, not the kitty. <sighs> so... She goes home. Uh, Her house is completely surrounded by demons. Yep. The Lamia shadows teasing her just kind of fucks her shit up. She's just had enough. And then I have written down in big letters, not the fucking kitty. And then I have written down, Gavin, I fucking hate you. This is, this is the scene, the killing the cat. You literally wrote down, Gavin, I fucking hate you. Literally wrote down, Gavin, I hate you. Wow. She fucking stabs and kills this poor little cat, and it made me so sad. Okay, if this shit was happening to you, mm-hmm. would you take Bisky's life? Fuck no. Really? Yes. If all it took was one cat to get rid of Not it. Not my cat. You would be thrown around rooms. So, what, Grant's cat? Your roommate's no, cat? Not, no, I'd go find some feral cat. I'm not killing my cat. What if it had to be a personal thing? I'm still not killing my cat. I so you're going to be dragged to hell instead of killing your cat. Yep, I could not bring myself to kill my cat. I couldn't. And Wow. I'm glad she's not even by me to hear this. Fucking bitch. I love you, <laughs> wherever the fuck you are. 
<laughs> yeah, that's I. Yeah, I'm I sorry have, if I was getting literally thrown. I'm a big guy. If mm-hmm. I get thrown off the ground into the wall and mm-hmm. shit's fucking going weird all over and I'm seeing, you know, corpses fucking hitting me and shit, yeah, I might take my dog's life. I I can't I can't bring myself to do it. I mean Especially I love in, my dog. But especially with her. It's just a poor innocent it's not I'm notice how I'm not saying cat. It's a kitty. It's a kitten. It's such a, so cute, and she fucking it's, it's stabbed the shit out of it. And that yeah, cat, she, she, that cat had Japanese level fucking blood too. Well, that's you know classic <laughs> horror. You got to have good amounts of blood. I'm glad they didn't show like the stabbing, but they showed her tossing the fucking corpse into the ground. That was too much. That was enough. Oh, that was enough. Yeah. So later on, didn't bother you. We'll see. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah. So yeah, after I've written down Gavin, I fucking hate you. Um, (laughs) They're getting ready for this family dinner. Um, Well, she lies about killing the cat to uh, uh, Clay, Clay. and then it's it's meet the parents time. Yep. And uh, I I have written down. Damn, she looks good in that little yellow. She had a little yellow dress on, if I remember right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She's pretty cute. Um. She goes to meet Clay's mom and dad, and yep, just as we suspected, mom's a fucking cunt. Yeah, right uh, off the bat, too. Kind of learned Christine has a rough family. Her mom is an alcoholic. She doesn't see her much anymore. Um, eventually, the mom comes around after... What, what did it take well, for after she to kinda, come around? Yeah, she kind of describes what she does for a living. She's like, yeah, I talked this big corporation into, you know downsizing their assets or whatever, blah, 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 you know? And then she's like, oh, you actually know shit. That's yeah. good. Maybe you'll be good for my son. Yeah, you're not a dumb hillbilly fatty pork queen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to I just want to say sorry to all of our hillbilly fatty pork queens out there. <laughs> we do respect you and we love you. Aaron's yes. just talking about the movie. Just the movie. Yep, just the movie. All right, so uh, yeah, Christ- Christine made a cake for them. Um, the servers bring out pieces of it. Um, harvest cake. Harvest cake it actually looked pretty good. You do it during the harvest because you know the yolks of the geese are thicker, so you know it makes for a denser cake. And she used to be a fat girl, so you can tell she knows a lot about cake. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which again, the whole fat girl thing plays into it. Fat, fat kids love cake. 50 cents said it best. Yeah. But while they're eating cake, she hears something. She looks down. The cake has a fucking eye in it. Yeah. And, uh, Which is fucking awesome. She coughs up the fly. Yep. <laughs> and she freaks the fuck out. And that's... Well, because she's hallucinating like a motherfucker. She's seeing all kinds of fucking demons and shit. Or mm-hmm. shadows and shit. And an eye in your fucking cake. And no one else seems to notice things. And fucking... Yeah. I'd freak out too, you know. She freaks, and then uh, they yep they leave. She goes back to see Ram, the Indian dude, um, and he's like, "I know someone who can help you, but I'm gonna need 10k first. Yeah, and I'm like, "This sounds like a fucking scam." Yeah, right off the bat, <laughs> when he said that, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a scammer, dude." But he explains it that uh, since they're putting their life at risk to get rid of this demon for you, maybe you should fucking yeah, maybe cough up a little bit of money. Yeah. 
she goes to see her boss. She's like, yo, can I get a can I get an early extension on that assistant manager job that I'm getting? And uh, Ganoush kinds of uh, or no, yeah, she oh this is where she finds out she's not getting the job because she you know puke blood all over her fucking boss. And it's not because of that. It's because the big account suddenly got taken over by First yeah. National Bank, hmm. and they don't know why. Huh? Wonder why? Stew, fucking sick, douchebag. So yeah, she goes home. She's trying to scrounge up money, selling a whole bunch of her shit at a pawn shop. Uh, she's in the shed digging up shit, and this is when Ganoush attacks again. And this is probably one of the best scenes of the whole fucking movie. This is fucking awesome. Um, I'm gonna just write down what I had. You can elaborate on it a little if you want to. I have deep throat, right. anvil, head smash, eyeball, money shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Almost consistent or very consistent. Um, I wrote down Deadite punches arm down throat. Yep. Because <laughs> she straight up looks like a Deadite from fucking Army of Darkness. Yeah. It literally jams like her entire fist down to the elbow into her fucking throat, which is fucking, I mean, for a fat, formerly fat girl, she's got some mad deep throat yeah. skills. That's all puts, I'm saying. Puts fucking Riley Reed to shame, you know? Yeah, no oh, shit, yeah. right? <laughs> but then she cuts. A rope, which is holding... Who stores an anvil <laughs> hanging from a rope in a shed? Who they, does they, that? They were instantly in the Looney Tunes universe exactly. for the scene. This is straight up fucking <laughs> Merry Melodies. Yes. We're dropping fucking <laughs> anvils on her head. But it is not like Merry Melodies when that fucking anvil hits. And no. her entire head absolutely fucking splatter gores. And her eyes shoot out of the front of their head. And into fucking Christine's mouth. <laughs> She's got to take the fucking fist out of her throat first in order yeah, for the yeah. eyeball goo to shoot down her throat. So, yeah, the eyeball money <laughs> shot. <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> it was fucking great. Just, you can't make it even more Mary Melodies because she couldn't cut it with just a fucking knife or scissors. She had to grab the fucking ice skate that was sitting there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she was using to kind of defend herself. Yeah. Yeah, that scene was awesome. Clay comes and tells her, hey, I'm going to pay for this help that you need. You know, I know I'm not to believe in this, but you clearly need the help, and you clearly believe in this. So he fronts her the 10K, which is really nice after she sold all her shit, Clay. Yeah, which all of her shit only made, what, 3800 I think it was? Yeah, it wasn't even close to being enough, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she goes to this house that... Uh, we saw in the opening scene with the poor little Mexican boy, and she meets yep. Shauna Sandina, the same chick that helped or tried to help the little Mexican boy in the beginning. Yeah, except um, much older now. Yep. Takes her to the special uh, seance room. They sit down for a seance. <laughs> in comes a goat, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> that goat came in just so calm, just like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, had no poor, fucking clue what he was getting into. Oh, poor goat. It's going to be a bad time for you, bud. <laughs> they start this uh, seance. She must invite the uh, Lamia in. Um, then we get to hear the Lamia. It's this creepy laughing and jumping around the shadow demon. But, Delio. but that's not the Lamia. No, it's not. Because a whole bunch of other dead come join in. So essentially what they're doing, just because uh, he kind of skipped over that, is they're going to summon the demon, put it into the goat, and then kill the goat. Yes. 
I remember that now. But uh, yeah, all, like I said, all these other dead people start coming in. Shauna with her uh, powers or whatever sends them all away. Yeah. That's pretty badass. So the seance consists of the fortune teller guy, Shauna, uh, Christine, and then another guy. Yeah. I can't remember um, his name. I wrote his name down. What the fuck? Shit, maybe I didn't write his name down. Either way, he's he's the guy in charge of uh, you know, killing the goat once it gets in once the demon's in the goat. Yeah, he's the killer guy. Milos, I think is his name. Milos. Milos, yeah. Yep. So yeah. Shauna gets taken over by the Lamia. Um Christine yep. basically like touches her, transfers it to the goat, who seeing the fucking goat like turn into the demon was pretty badass for a couple seconds there. He uh Keep, yeah, that was keep, badass. The goat starts fucking cussing her out, which yeah. is <laughs> it's pretty funny. They tell Milos like, "Hey, yo, kill this motherfucker!" But can't do it quick enough, and the goat bites him, transfers the Lamia into Milos, and Milos the Lamia just kind of starts dancing around, causing chaos. <laughs> now, wasn't this very reminiscent of Evil Ash in Army of Darkness? Yes, yes, doing the you know goody little two shoes dance. Except it's yeah. uh fucking like this guy all dead eyed out and fucking Yeah. Yeah. Dancing. And uh yeah, I must have blocked this out. Now I remember it. because uh, <laughs> Milos pukes up the dead cat. That's I don't want your fucking cat. And uh, then just pukes out a dead kitten. Yeah. Gross. Uh <laughs> Shauna starts chanting, she begins to expel the Lamia. Um she gets it out of Milos, but then Shauna kind of just like collapses and dies. Yep. That's the so, end of her story. Yeah. Christine's kind of fucked now. This is the chick that she just paid 10 grand to have help her. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the 10 grand's got to go somewhere, though, right? Yeah. Stu's probably lurking around. Oh, everybody's distracted. Stu. I'll just take this 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, we all know an asshole named Stu. <laughs> I honestly don't. <laughs> You're supposed to agree with me here. <laughs> we all know an asshole named sure. Stu. I don't know what yeah, Stu is. Yeah, Stu, fuck that guy. I was going to say, the only Stu that I know is... This is more from, for the listeners. <laughs> the only Stu I remember was from fucking work, from the casino, and he was actually a pretty cool dude. Wait, who the fuck? IT. Yeah, anyways. IT Stu. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool dude. Anyways. Yeah, he was a good guy. <laughs> The Lamia isn't gone. It'll still come for whoever has this button that uh, uh, Christine has. So, But she can gift it to someone. Yeah. Rom finally tells her, he's like, yeah, you can just give the button to someone, but you're pretty much condemning them to death. Yeah. She has no hand. problem murdering an innocent cat. I don't think she'll have a problem cursing a fucking A fucking being. cat. <laughs> it's different, dude. It's different. I'm telling you. I'm telling oh, you. Oh no, kill it. Yeah, you're you're more on board with her killing a human than a cat. I'm not on board with her killing anybody. Well, you just made it seem like, yo, oh, she killed a cat. She's a fucking I, monster. She is. So she'll obviously kill a bunch of humans too. Probably. <laughs> There's something about such pure innocence with the poor little kitten. Yeah, it didn't even have time to live. It's fine. Yeah, that's what's sad. Anyways. <laughs> I have written down she can gift it to someone. How about that Asian dickhead, Stu? He deserves it. 
Well, at so, first she's, you know, sitting in a diner and she's sees an old guy on a fucking respirator. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I could give it to him. He's going to die anyways. And, yeah, and his wife comes up with a piece of pie and it's like, yeah. oh, he's still got life ahead of him. Yeah. And she's like, mm, maybe stew. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. So Clay and her are driving home. She puts this button in a little envelope. Eh? 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 In an envelope, you say. Hmm. But uh, she almost loses it in the car because, like, Clay like has to hit the brakes or whatever, and shit spills everywhere. Uh, there's gets- a harbinger on the road. I don't know if you're familiar with that role, but there's always a harbinger yep. somewhere yep. Mm-hmm. telling them that they're going to die. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is a classic harbinger moment. This is the old guy at the gas station say, you shouldn't go up to the old Wilson house. You're going to yeah. fucking get your head shoot off. <laughs> you know? What's the fucking... Dude from what is it, a uh, pet cemetery? That's yeah, South yeah, Park exactly. Yeah, don't do it, Stotch. Sometimes dead is better. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to go up that road. But That's yeah. the old cemetery road. Um, yeah, she calls up the Asian dude. She kind of decides against it, so she's gonna try and give it back to Ganusha's dead body. That's what her. She decides point. to not give it to Stu because he's fucking pathetic. Yeah, yeah. He literally starts. She's like, I'm going to give you something. And he just starts bawling like a little bitch because she said she was going to turn him in for, you know, taking her work and giving it to First National Bank. Yeah. But she decides against killing Stu, sadly. And yes, decides to. uh, She goes back to the fortune teller and says, can I gift it back to Ganesh, you know, even though she's dead. And apparently in gypsy funerals or death rites, you can gift corpse you know something yeah as long as there's an honest gift yep so she goes to the cemetery uh starts uh digging up ganusha's grave she has to fight with a fucking handkerchief yeah you can't skip over that oh. it's a good fight that snotty fucking handkerchief Ugh. covered in fucking phlegm Ugh. and snot just shoots its way down her throat yeah and she's like digs in her mouth Ugh, gross um fucking awesome but it's a really dark, you know, rainy, dirty scene. I had to write down, uh, we see some pretty good nipples in the rain there. Yeah? Yeah, I, I gave that a plus one for fucking babies. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she winds up getting to Ganoush, shoves this envelope in her mouth. Uh, the corpse starts to fight back, but uh, it's... She has to pry open her mouth with a shovel, Yeah, which it's... I thought was really cool. <laughs> and fucking Jamma. This scene was so gruesome and awesome and just covered with fucking Raimi, Raimi all over it. It was great. Yeah. Um, she, uh, did gets... you love, uh, how, uh, the corpse again, grabs her by the fucking hair mm-hmm. and rips out a chunk of her fucking scalp again. Yep. Uh, ultimately gets KO'd by the fucking big ass cross headstone and falls on her. Yeah. Um, she almost doesn't make it out cause the, grave starts filling with water but she gets out of there um, and you know she's finally free she's free of the curse so uh she goes yeah. home next day she she's, goes home gets cleaned up yeah finds hours. out she got the job yeah and Stu got fired because fuck you Stu. yeah piece of shit and she stops in while well, going to the train station she stops and buys herself a jacket yeah because you know the old one's missing a button of course and we see a scene where fucking Clay has, you know, an engagement ring, so he's going to propose to her. Yeah, at the train Everything station. Everything is fucking going up 
for her. Everything is looking about or whatever that fucking saying is from The Simpsons. Everything's, Everything's coming, coming up, up Millhouse. Mill <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she meets him at the train station in her fabulous new coat. She's looking pretty sexy, pretty awesome. And uh, he's like, oh, where'd your coat go? It's like, oh, that's such a shame. You got rid of it. Because, look, I found your button. <sighs> in an envelope. Oh, shit. So that coin that Stu put in the envelope in the beginning of the movie is sitting in Ganusha's like, mouth. Christine, not Stu. Well, Stu had it. She gave you it just to said Stu. What? The coin that she gave to Stu. She didn't give him the coin yeah she did no she... the fuck are you talking about dude and when they went to have lunch in the beginning Stu is the asian guy oh stupid clay jesus God damn christ it. <laughs> clay i'm like no <laughs> you're wrong <laughs> i got confused clay clay's coin is sitting in ganoush's mouth there we go <laughs> you gotta remember i'm a little dumb so um yeah and this is when she realizes oh shit oh shit oh shit she kind of backs up, falls onto the train tracks. Looks like she's going to get fucking nailed by a fucking oncoming train. Till the fucking ground starts opening up from beneath her. You fear the fire and brimstone sucker into the depth below as she gets drugged to hell. Why the fuck did you do that like a fucking wrestler doing a promo? Because <laughs> why the fuck not? Because that scene was metal as shit. That was like lame <laughs> Undertaker talking about it, though. <laughs> okay. The ground's gonna crack up in the wind. Uh, this top of my head shit. So yeah, the ground opens. She gets drugged into hell. Uh, we see a low t- lone tear in Clay's eye. And we get the end. Yeah. She got it. She, she got drugged to hell. Yeah, because it's drag to hell. Because it's called drag me to hell. You see, uh, funny. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I get it now. It's because she got. Oh, you know that took yeah. me like fucking however long this episode was to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, that's and it's uh, a B movie. Yep, that's so, the end. What do you got, Aaron? All right, um, we said it throughout. This has Raimi's touch all over this fucking movie, and it's great. Um, it's wonderful. The practical effects are awesome. I don't, when I say this, don't take it as this. It's a nice, simple horror movie. It's yeah. nothing, you know, super uh, that makes you got to think a lot about. It's just there. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the demon. Here's the curse. Blah, 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 blah. But they nail it each step of the way. Bravo. Perfection. My only thing, Allison Loman can't act for shit. Yeah. She was horrible in this fucking movie. Like everybody else acting circles around her, even for a B movie. Like some, of, some of her deliverance of lines was just like, come on, these fucking try. It's just like yeah. she, yeah. Like the tone that she delivered some lines just did not hit with how I think they should have been delivered. Um, I just, it took it down a notch for me. Like, you know, you could have had okay. me a little more invested if you just like gave a little more fucking effort. I just didn't see it from her. Um, it just doesn't flow good with the movie, but not a huge knock on it by any means. So um, she's still fucking hot, still awesome seeing her nips. So, <laughs> 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 but,
But uh, yeah, what I, really matters? Yeah, <laughs> yep. seeing the names. Yep, <laughs> gotta love the tits. Uh, but yeah, there's. I think you said earlier, like you don't understand how this flew under the radar. If you watch the trailer for this movie, looks like a totally different film because the trailer doesn't touch on any of the Raimi esqueness to it. It looks like your your it's typical not supposed to, right? And that's why Horror I think movie, it right. Yeah, but like you don't see any of the practical effects, you know, that Raimi does. You don't see any of the Raimi Raimi ness in the trailer, which no. I think people probably got turned off by you know they didn't see it like yeah so you know that's bullshit because people always bitch that the trailer gives away too much all the time and that's one right. reason i don't like watching right. trailers and I fucking agree. that's fine with me if it doesn't give away all that fucking beautiful yeah okay i'll get into it later but no i, I completely agree with you and like <laughs> i remember seeing this trailer back in the day and i'm like yeah it just looks like you're running the mill fucking demon horror movie now that I've seen it, I know it's nothing like what you see in the trailer. And it's fucking awesome. So um, I landed on a 7 out of 10 eyeball money shots. Nice. I will definitely watch this again sometime. You know, it's a quick little over hour and a half. Throw this on anytime and you'll enjoy it. Great, great pick. Great movie. Awesome. Sweet. I'm actually uh, right around the same area. Um, I the nostalgia for me is fucking you know beautiful it's something i enjoy watching it's it's something that i know i'm gonna like watching and i've watched this movie a few times now and i i enjoy it every time and every now and then i see something you know a little bit new you know (laughs) that i didn't notice the first time because maybe i was looking away or maybe i fucking looked at my phone or maybe you know whatever the sound fucking I, I like the soundtrack is very eerie, very ominous, very pulls you in, lulls you into a state of, you know, sedation and then just hits you with those fucking, those quick cuts, those fucking, <clears throat> the Raimi cuts. Yeah. The Raimi cuts. And I even wrote that down very evil dead with the cuts at certain points. And I, it's a style of filmmaking that isn't used very often and I'm glad it isn't because it makes it special when it is used. Um, when it comes down to it, I landed on a eight out of 10, uh, deep throat and arms. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I like it. Uh, I will say like, like I said in the beginning, this felt like, like evil dead four. If you love the evil dead movies, if you love the style of those evil dead movies, you will thoroughly enjoy this because it just feels like, an offshoot of that universe. Yeah, I mean the yeah. the illustrations could be from the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I feel that same way. It's all all the effects yeah. they just have that Raimi touch on them, and it's just yeah. it's awesome. You know. So yeah, let's see what the critics say. Uh, IMDb gives it a six point six out of ten. On I Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Certified fresh 92% tomato meter. Really? But a 62% audience score. Really? That that's is, interesting. Yeah, that's kind of shocking. And that's the tomato meter is out of 269 reviews. So, wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. As you can see, though, it's pretty well received across the board. So, definitely check it out if you haven't. As for some fun little trivia here on it, um, if we didn't fill you in on a whole bunch during the show, 
Uh, before deciding to direct this film himself, Sam Raimi asked Edgar Wright to direct it. Oh, that would have been an interesting right? difference. <laughs> However, movie. Wright was busy with production on Hot Fuzz, and he felt that he wasn't right as a director for this movie. So, hmm. Which, okay. kind of glad that it didn't work out. So Yeah, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> this script was actually written after Sam and I, Ivan Raimi completed Army of Darkness, but Sam pursued other projects before returning to this. So this has been in the works since 1992, pretty much. That's interesting that it was around the same time as Army of Darkness, and there was a lot of very similar, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> Elliot Page was originally cast as Christine, but dropped out to star in the movie Whip It. Um, okay. Elliot Page, I mean, at that time was uh, yeah. known as Ellen Page. So. Yeah. Which I honestly, I think he would have done a much better job in that role. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't, and maybe I have to go back and watch it again, but really concentrate on her delivery and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I didn't see a problem with her. But. Like I said, it didn't, didn't ruin the movie for him, but it just took it down a notch, you know, yeah. just, just a little, so. um, which is what makes me laugh so much at this uh, last piece of trivia here. She stayed, uh, Alison Lohman stated to the Daily Record that shooting the film was such hard work that she had to drink shots of tequila every night just to get some sleep. And I'm like, okay, maybe you drank a little too much because it certainly fucking showed. Because <laughs> also, it didn't look like you worked that fucking hard either. <laughs> so. Dude, filming, acting in a movie like that is I, a yes. lot of work. I'm sure, I'm sure. It just, Especially one with practical effects because you're actually dealing with this stuff instead of, you know, just people dressed in green suits with balls on them yeah um yeah. also the maggots that were vomited onto her uh it was actually uh, cooked pasta that's what it was made from so, oh really yeah i thought i saw some cockroaches in there there probably were but the maggots yeah. were cooked pasta but uh, uh okay <laughs> neat yeah speaking of neat if you're enjoying our show, head on over to the social medias and give us some feedback. Check us out. Like all our posts. You can find us on Instagram at MFAB Podcast. Find us on TikTok at MFAB underscore pod. We're also on Facebook. Search movies from A to B or MFAB Podcast. And shoot us an email, mfabpodcast at gmail.com for all your recommendations. Just want to talk some shit. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we definitely would love to hear from you. And while you're listening to us, you know, hit up that app you're on and uh, give us that five star. It really uh, helps us, shoots us up the charts and gets us seen a little bit more so we can keep doing this and keep making you guys this beautiful content with our sexy, luxurious voices just pouring into your ears. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Gavin's voice is so much deeper than mine. I can't even try. <laughs> uh, all right. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed this movie, Gav. Thanks for picking it. Love, yeah. that, love that it's in my collection now. So nice. um I think with all that being said, we're gonna get out of here for the day. Hope to see you next time. Have a great day. I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Next time. Peace. Next time on the MFAB Podcast, we get horny with a cyborg. Alright. So until then, that's a wrap. Cut.